What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this episode of the TOD Show. Very happy to have you. Thank you for joining. In this one, I did an interview with Dash Iluyemi, the man behind VI Music. He's a musician, producer, beat maker, sound engineer, an all-around creative and quite insightful guy. We had a cool talk about his musical origins, his style, and what's coming up for him in the future. So please check him out on Instagram at VI Music or his personal account 98Dash where he does live beat making sessions every week and posts relevant information about all of his content and you can check him out there. Let's get to it. Dash, what's good, man? Thank you for joining Hey man, appreciate you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you said it's your first, right? Glad to have your uh, <laughs> first appearance on a podcast. It's our yeah. first step. <laughs> just for the audience, for everybody, just so you know, some background. Dash and I have known each other for quite a while, like back in high school, back in our growing up in the Middle East days and playing basketball against each other with our schools in the same conference. And yeah, yeah. That was some fun times, just to kick it man <laughs> that was back in different times different place of the world different people different mindsets but dash and i were able to form a bond over the years and then when I, once i saw vi pop up once i saw music come out of it i had known that you were a musician that you had some uh, background with instruments beforehand but then once more production and tracks and instrumental started coming around i was i was like i thought it was dope and there was definitely something ever since the beginning i've been a fan of and wanted to help support in any way i can so again glad to have you on the pod and we can talk about some of that yeah man appreciate you supporting me even from like the early days i remember when i posted my first um it was my ep that i put out and you dm'd me um for that track lessons and you're like yo i really vibe with this and i was just like wait what because i've been <laughs> listening to your stuff and i was like yo like you got some like sick stuff you're rapping out here and you're just killing it and then you hit me up and you're like, yo, I definitely want to collab on this. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's dope. Like, it's dope when, you know, you put out, you just put out what you feel and then people who should be drawn into it are drawn in. That's definitely something I feel like with your music I've come across. Like, I've, right, hold on, let's back up a little more. We'll get into that because I do want to talk about how your creativity and your process has grown but let's take it back more to the start and more to the beginning and let's start with just the name vi what does vi stand for what does it mean what was the idea where did it come from cool so vi stands for well it's it's latin and my latin friends have confirmed well my latin speaking friends have confirmed this for me so i am not off some google translate ish right it's <laughs> i'd have confirmed with them and they were like yeah this is the way to say it um, so it's verum identitatum, which means true identity. Um, and I guess that was the shortest way I could phrase the whole idea of staying true to yourself. Um, and where that came from was just this idea of, I guess it was a phase in my life where I'd realized that I'd been very sort of, I guess two-faced is probably the best way to put it. You know, I had like different personalities with different people you know, with this group, I'm this person, with another group, I'm another person. And it was sort of like getting lost with keeping up with all these different personas. And slowly I kind of realized who my real friends were and who weren't and who people I should have around me, who they were and who the people I shouldn't have around me are. Right. And so from there, I kind of just decided that, yo, I need to keep this one same dash like if one person asks me who's dash that's that's me and another person asks me they'll be like yeah you know that's the same dash we're talking about and i guess from there it kind of helped me with 
um, making even better friends, making friends for life, um, making those real tight bonds that I know there are people I can just, you know, sit back, relax, and like just catch up with and like no awkward vibes. Everything's just purely blessed. Right. So it was just kind of pushing that idea to everyone else as well that, listen, we live in a society where you can easily get dragged by the standards of one group, standards of another, and we need to keep that same identity throughout, you know, staying true to yourself and what you believe, your core values, et cetera, et cetera. So has music and adopting the VI persona and expressing yourself through this platform, has that kind of served as some form of control of keeping things in check? Yeah, 100%. So I guess part of my musical journey throughout all my sort of EPs and collections and compilations that I've put out, out there, um, part of that was kind of growing and finding my sound. And I don't think, to this day, I don't think I've found my one generic sound that if you listen, you know it's me. But I've, I've found like a style that I'm rocking with, for now at least. And sort of through that musical journey as well, I've I've not really worked with many artists and I'd love to work with a lot more. But for me, again, that whole idea of staying true to myself, if I know, say, artist A is on a completely different level to me in terms of um, like values and beliefs, I'm not really inclined to work with that person just because I'd like to be able to control the sound that I'm sort of involved with so like with you with you for instance like me and you we've known each other years you're someone that I completely and honestly can say that like I value as a person as a friend and thank you dude I didn't everybody I didn't know he was gonna say this this is not why he was on <laughs> I didn't know but thank you appreciate it <laughs> yeah and so like when it came to the creative process you know all of that still links and we kind of vibed with each other and we understood you know, our different musical styles and how they can still gel. But, you know, if you get artist B, which that's kind of where you fall in, the artist that you compliment that, you know, you're kind of on the same wavelength, then 100%. And so still keeping true to my values is extended not only to the kind of music I make, but who I work with in the music industry and everyone else around that, yeah. So where then how's, has that sound that you have developed where has it come from? Where do you draw from when you try to make it? Because I've, it's funny because I was listening to some of the earliest stuff and it was more kind of like folkish and jazzish kind of drums and instrument and sounds all together that still had this nice, like eclectic ambient type of sound. And it was really summer-esque, right? And some of, I think even the pro uh, projects were labeled along those lines. And then uh, moving forward, now there are some that are more these like probably more contemporary rhythms, drums, or patterns that you might hear in rap or in uh, kind of like experimental rap. But I still think it has your sound. I, st I still think it has, it sounds like VI, which you were talking about before. So just how has that process kind of been? Was that a struggle to get there? What was finding your way like? And just talk a little bit about that. I guess to start with, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't have access to all those different contemporary sounds as you labeled them. I was kind of just, I had my um, drum sequencer, which is still the audio interface that I use. It's like two in one, so it's pretty sick. And that came in with its own built sounds, which are sort of 
sort of acoustic jazz type vibes and I and I really liked those sounds but I was only ever limited to those so then I had to sort of come up with different acoustic lines or maybe bass lines that would then make people feel like the drums sound different but they don't um they're literally the same drums um so then fast forward a couple of years I started using YouTube a lot more for learning about music production and mixing and all those kind of things and I've I've come across loads of producers online I came across Prod by Ocean just this past Christmas break like December time you know you know you just get sucked into the world of YouTube and you don't know where you're going and then all of a sudden came across his channel and I was like yo this guy's a vibe and some of the beats and his workflow kind of inspired me to sort of make those changes in my workflow and see where I can find like you said that VI sound within a contemporary drum rhythm style um and I'm still on my way and I'm definitely experimenting with a lot more sounds than I ever was um but I definitely want to go back to maybe doing some acoustic um bass stuff at some point I'll probably try and gel the two in some weird experimental way but yeah definitely over the years I guess me being exposed to more sounds has allowed me to expand what the VI sound could be like and what it could be not limited to in that sense so it sounds like then that you purposefully opened your mind up to everything in order to like improve yourself right looking outwards to build up what's inward is kind of Sometimes I'll find moments of like insecurity if I'm listening to another artist and maybe I hear something they do that I might want to try to incorporate or try to do something like, and then I'll think, nah, like you can't do that. You got to figure it out yourself, right? Or you got to come up with it only on your own. But not realizing that that's what inspiration is, is seeing an idea or something you like from something else and making it your own. As long as it's not like a carbon copy, then there's not, right? There's nothing wrong with it. So I like that idea of looking outward to build inward. And you talked at the end there about going back to or trying to go back to styles, maybe more acoustic and blending them because you are a musician, as mentioned, right? Like classically trained. And what instruments uh, did you come up playing and from when? So in fifth grade, my parents booked me in for some piano lessons. And honestly, at that point in time, I hated it. I just did not did not want to do it. And after about four or five months my parents saw that I didn't like it and they dropped it. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm cool with this. And then come round to seventh grade, a few of my friends bring in guitars, acoustic guitars to school and they're all just jamming about and playing. And I'm like, you know when you got that, that rock star image in your head? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> and so I go to my parents and I'm like, can I have an acoustic guitar, please? And they got me one. And so it was literally every day for the next two years seventh grade eighth grade was bringing my guitar into school every day and we all just sort of like taught each other and brought each other up that way which was insanely dope and then I, I moved schools um so I wasn't with these group of friends so then I had to start learning um by myself and then this was still all back in Oman by the way um and then it was ninth grade and I remember I wanted to get involved in the church band that I go to and there were about I can remember so clearly there was one drummer one bassist about three p 
pianists and then 12 guitarists, myself included. And I was completely washed out. Like everyone else <laughs> was so much better than me. And I was like, nah, what? But then the the band coordinator came up to me and he was like, yo, I really think the bass guitar could be an instrument. Like you would really suit it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I tell my parents this and they're like, all right. I mean, if if you really want to get involved in a church band and you want to help serve in that way, we'll we'll see what we can do get to get you a bass guitar as soon as possible. And then, you know, but you got to promise us that you actually like invest time and, you know, try and learn this instrument. It's not going to be like another piano case again. And I said, nah, we're good, we're good. So it was March 2012, got the bass and I went ham with it, bro. <laughs> I went ham with it. You found I your said, calling. Yo, <laughs> I do think though, to this day, the bass is still my favorite instrument to play in like a band setting. It's so much fun to just like groove with the drummer and just go with it. But obviously at that point in time, part of me was like, okay, I finally get to play in the church band because they're like now two bassists and I'm one of them. Um, but then obviously years later, when I started to get into music production, I started out with just drum and bass. And was I would use the sequencer again, just sequence a standard drum pattern and just groove with it and record it, put it on my laptop. Didn't know what mixing was at the time, so I just <laughs> moved the faders a little bit yeah. so they somewhat blended. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> and yeah, saved it on my computer and I said, never again. No one is hearing <laughs> oh, this. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no one's hearing this. Um, yeah. But then since then, obviously through music production, and the importance of having like a MIDI keyboard around, right. I've picked up sort of how to play the piano through there and actually realized that I like it a lot more than I thought I did. Um, but yeah, those are the three main ones that I play, acoustic guitar, bass and keyboard. I like what you just said at the end there, because nobody talks about, like, whenever we talk about the vault tapes, we always make it sound like we're talking about that heat, right? Like that real stuff that people haven't heard. But no, nah, some of the stuff in the vault just is in there for a reason. It needs yep. to not be heard. It is not coming out anytime soon. <laughs> I feel that. But that's where it all starts. Hey, that's the that's yeah. the gym, right? It's getting shots up in the gym. So I want to go to that point where you said you fast forward a few years to when production started and when that com started coming into play. And... And basically, that's my question. <laughs> when did that start to become your next creative interest? When did that become something that you wanted to translate your already existing passion of being a musician and playing these instruments into something further? Right. So I guess when I released, well, prior to me releasing my first um, project, which was Summer 17, I had just been, I was in my first year of university and I was in my uni dorm and I was just making music whenever I could, whenever I had the time. And one of my close friends um, at the time came up to me and he was like, yo, like I really think the stuff that you've been sending me is really sick. Because he, he also produces, but he's more of like a, well, at the time at least, he was more of a, I'll sample and then I'll sequence some drums and then leave it at that. Um, so he, he kind of knew bits about producing but he wasn't really like sold on producing. He just kind of did it every now and then. So, but he still understood like the value of music production and what goes into it. 
So when he heard my stuff, he was like, yo, this is sick. Like, you should definitely put this up out there. Like, let people listen. And, you know, from, from there, you can get some constructive feedback. And who knows? You might take it somewhere else. So I said, bet, you know what? I'm going to do that. Um, and also my dad, shout out my dad. You know, parents, number one encouragers out there. I'd always send myself to my dad as well. And he was like, you should really, like, put this out online somewhere. Like, you're going to grow from it, even if it's not as amazing as you think it is. Because, you, you know, as a, as a fellow musician, producer, artist, you know you're always the harshest critic of yourself. You'll always look at yourself and you go, nah, this ain't good enough. This ain't right. good enough. But eventually, after being encouraged by friends and family, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to put it out. So before that summer ended, I went through a whole lot of songs. In fact... On that Summer 17 album, and this is this is a little inside secret that a lot of people not may know. Okay, all right. The exclusive. The exclusive. <laughs> a lot of the songs on there are actually either like samples in terms of I didn't actually take the sample, I heard it and remade it myself, or I just took like the beat and ran with it and just did something completely different. So I know one of the songs on there, I can't remember what the name was exactly, but one of them, the drum pattern was taken straight off Summer 16 by Drake. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fully. You know, and and that's literally what it was. So I just kind of, I took the rhythm, but kind of like made it my own in a way and just freestyled with it. And then it was in my second year of university where I, I made a lot of, a lot of my, friends for life was when i made in second year and that was when i made that phase shift from just dash to vi right because that was that was that year where i really went like okay you know what like it's time to really like nail down on who i am and keep that the one same constant stay true to myself you know in every circumstance and so that ep the journey was sort of like a musical expression of that journey of coming through from having different personalities of Dash. And it's not like I necessarily wanted to have them. They just kind of happened. It would be things like um, like certain friends didn't rock with the fact that I was, I was a Christian and I went to church on a Sunday. And that meant that if you wanted to hang with me on a Saturday, we can do that. But after a certain point, I need to be in bed so I can wake up for church. You feel me? Right. <laughs> and it was it was just one of those things where I had to, I had to keep that as like a this is like a hard and fast rule for me, um, and it was also certain things, certain activities that people would engage in that I was like no nah, I can't like that's not me, um, and it was making that change and you know obviously with these kind of things it's not instant it's not like I say it today and from today onwards everything's going to be perfect you know it took time it took some mistakes and all of that, but it was that journey displayed through musical forms which was then resulted in the product of the journey and so from then on after i made the journey and the feedback i got from it like the amount of plays i wasn't expecting people to just be like hitting me up going yo i just played your ep and i really was touched and inspired by it and i was like i don't even there were no words but people were saying you know what i i felt you on an emotional level and i was like what mm-hmm like G, and then it didn't help that you then DM'd me as well. You were like, no, <laughs> I want this beat. 
<laughs> well, luckily everybody hasn't got a big head yet. He's still very humble. He's still uh, <laughs> still working. He's still doing his thing. Yeah, and so all of that happened, and I was like, you know what? Like, if because at the end of the day, you know, music touches lives, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Whether positively or negatively, music touches lives, and if it was, I guess, part of my calling in a sense to touch lives through music and I had the ability and the resources really to make music, produce, help people with this stuff, then 100% down. And then that's when I got my first project in third year, in my third year of university. And that was on a friend's EP and it's called My Hallelujah. To be honest, I don't know if, I genuinely think she's taken it down. Oh, really? Now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I went, I went to look for it the other day and it just wasn't there. And I was like, okay. Damn. The algorithms, man, they're playing. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> happened. But hey, um, that was the first project I worked with. And she was a friend of mine from church. And we obviously vibed on that spiritual level. Like we both had that same faith. And we were like, yeah, you know what? We both are very musical people and we're going to represent that through, through our music. And we said, cool. So we put our heads together. It was a five-track EP. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for the internet and you can't find it, I am very sorry. <laughs> but part of me is also not as sorry because I didn't really understand the full power of mixing at that point. Mm. And I obviously still have the files because I worked on them and yeah. I listen to them every now and then and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, it's funny when you go back uh, after you've rough. learned some stuff but that's why rough. I like to keep those uh, those kind of rough no, tracks or not even 100%. rough but just the ones that you used to work on you get to see the growth you can document yeah 100% and I did that about three months ago I looked back at some stuff and I was like yo like I've come far but anyway going back to the whole producing thing um, yeah. it was after I did that project that I said you know what like this is it I'm gonna do production even if it's just as a hobby on the side, if I have to work a nine to five somewhere else, but producing is going to be something that I keep with me for life, for sure. And I'm going to pass it down to my children. Yeah. If, if, if they take it, they don't take, if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. But right. it, for me, it's, it's become like part of my, part of my lifestyle, part of my creative expression. And even part of just like my, I guess, is zenning a, a right term? Like peace, finding your inner yeah. peace, you mean? Finding my peace and yeah. like, you know, keeping my mental health in check and stuff. Yeah. Dude, that was a lot of like lessons and gems you just put in there. There was one thing you said in there where it was um, about how, you know, making the projects and the different tracks, it was different parts of you that were coming out for each one. And even if not intended, it just was what was coming out. And it kind of, it speaks to like music and art in general being beautiful because you can make a part of yourself into this whole thing, right? Like mm -hmm. this aspect of you is now this whole concrete song or this whole concrete album. And it brings kind of meaning to it in a new way. And it shows that even if, I mean, it depends how much that part of you means to you, right? Like how much weight that holds in how you identify yourself, but it shows that each part has meaning. There is some type of meaning to everything. So that's, yeah. I really like that. It sounds like you really are like taking lessons from the creative journey. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. I wanted to ask kind of a mindset question on um, like the hats you wear and looking at yourself and the roles that you have. See, 
because we've talked about now your journey from you know starting to play instruments, being a musician, to now being a producer. And so do you see yourself in your truest creative form as a musician or as a producer? Is there a difference? And like, if there is, where do you make that separation? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, wow, I guess, you know, to be honest, to be honest, I would say 90% of the time, the both, both musician and producer are one mm. because as I'm producing, you know, I'm kind of drawing from different like musical theories and sort of scales, for instance, even like playing a major minor scale yeah. in that sense, because I've learned that through playing the guitar, I've sort of expressed that in my melodies and I'm playing those top notes on the keys and I'm like, right, I know this note fits in the in the key that I'm playing in. So I know at that point in time, I'm definitely calling on my inner musician. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I'll be list. I'll, oh my goodness. I don't know if you get this, but you get like, I get like producer ears now. So okay. if I, if I listen to bro, I could listen to Lil Baby and I'll hear like the 808s and I'll be like, yeah. oh, that's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. And, I'll, and that's when my inner producer will kick in when I'm like, okay, I, I know what he did there. Or even what was what's the song, um, the box by Roddy Rich mm. where he had that um, reverse eight oh eight going, and I was like, oh wow, like that was really genius. But does that ever take away from when you try to listen to music or when you try to just listen to an album? If anything, it actually adds more to the album for me. Oh, nice. Because there'll there'll be a lot of times where, you know, I could listen to an album and the singing or the rapping might be absolutely trash yeah but the beat is crazy and i'm like you know what you you get points for that because <laughs> your your producer actually like gave you a solid on that one right but yeah i don't think there are times where i can't split the producer and the musician and there are times when i'm in a band setting and i'm playing with other people and i know i'm fully a musician at that point right or, or there's sometimes where i'll be sitting down having conversations with people about mixing and the power of i don't know eq for instance and then i'm fully a producer but when i'm sitting in front of my computer and i've got my midi keyboard and i'm trying to work out this next track for my next compilation mm-hmm. i'm deaf for both at the same time i want to go back to something else you said earlier uh you were talking about those moments as an artist of being your harshest critic right or hitting that wall of self-doubt and maybe not yeah, wanting yeah. to put something out so in those moments when you get there what do you do to get yourself past that or find some way to shut it off for a second? There are a lot of things that, well, I can't even say a lot of things. There are a few things I do. One of them is I I listen back to some old stuff mm. um, and that helps me sort of realize how far I've come in my ability as a producer and as a musician, whether that's, um, you know, cleaner mixes or more complex um, melodies and riffs right I don't really mind but I kind of that's a way that I draw inspiration for myself by sort of reminiscing on what I've done before and how like what I'm doing now that's one way the second way is honestly I just take a break yeah and and I just I just say you know what if if I'm gonna always be criticizing myself and always putting myself down then sometimes I just need a break and it's definitely okay to just say you know what I need a creative break and I just need to 
sit down, listen to some stuff that ain't mine and just at some point might just draw some inspiration from that. And the good thing about that as well is in those times of taking break, you don't realize sometimes how tiring it is to always be your harshest critic. When you're able to just take a break and sit away from it, you're like, all right, cool. You know, and you come back to it and you've got a lot more juice to work with. It's like giving yourself examples of this same the same wall that you've hit before and then how you've overcame different walls, different obstacles and just illustrating that. Yeah, you'll get over mm-hmm. this one too. Just takes the time of figuring it out. 100%. So I want to talk about now your kind of sound specifically and just how I kind of see it and maybe where that comes from. Yep. So I always get these kind of, whether it's that folk style or maybe some more trappy style or maybe something else in between, I always get this mystical, ethereal, kind of like fairy tale vibes that come from a lot of the sounds you use in your music. And Ooh. yeah, and I saw, I was just wondering, where does that inspiration come from? Does it come from certain things you take in? Does it come from experiences? Have you ever thought about that? I've never actually thought about that. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, well, then, I mean, please speak to what wherever your inspirations and uh, for the sounds do come from then. Okay. Um, I tend to normally go for a sort of laid-back vibe yeah. anyway. Like, if, if I'm ever sort of having what they call beat block, then I'll just, I'll just play some chords and I'll always tend to go for something a bit more like slower and kind of like m- makes you want to like ponder back on some things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, that's just my natural. I just default to like reflective type vibes. Right. And then obviously within that, it obviously helps when you've got like a nice ethereal pad underneath. It's kind of swirling, yeah. going padding left and right. Yeah. And you're just there like, oh yeah, okay, I can get used to this. Right. You know, so that's that's like my default vibe. Happens. Yeah, I was curious because a lot of the times when I'm doing some writing or coming with ideas for music, they tend to be kind of similar. And I think that's a lot of the time why you and I can connect over music ideas and things like that. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I attribute it to the kind of upbringing we had where it was almost this kind of ethereal, fantastical world, right? Based on, or sorry, um, compared to where we were coming from or what we were just dropped into, right? Being in yeah. that Middle East kind of bubble, especially maybe places mm-hmm. like the UAE um, and like Dubai and Abu Dhabi especially. So I was just, do you think maybe you attribute it to any of that? Like, is there any of that uh, innate experiences that bleeds back into it? Yeah, probably. Because, you know, like where I grew up in Oman, like it's a very quiet country Yeah. in, in all aspects. If you think like politically, I've had conversations with people here in the UK and they have no idea where Oman is. Right. And then I'll say it's next to Dubai, which is not even the country. But I'll say Dubai and everyone will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, know where one. you are now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Oman is just quiet. Right. Politically, they don't do anything. All of that stuff is just it's a very quiet vibe. And even when you're in the city, it's not like a crazy busy city where you've got cars flying around and you've got all sorts of busyness. No, it's fairly it's fairly chilled. It's fairly laid back. Right. And I think me as a person as well, I'm fairly chilled and laid back. And so 
my personality plus my upbringing equals a type of vibe that is going to reflect all of that. And I think it's hard to separate who you are from your music because the two of them will always somehow like blend. They're linked. Not every time, but it would sort of bleed in, like you say. Right, there's some attachment that they are just, they're intrinsically attached to each other. Cause that's mm-hmm. like where the truest kind of expression comes from. And you yeah. think about places just like Oman and with the mountain ranges and this big open space, you mentioned oh, it's usually yeah. calm, quiet, cool. That is a lot of reflective vibes, reflective mm-hmm. scenery. So I could see how that would pro- like, or could shape or could feed into what you make. So that's, that's cool. I do really like that a lot. Um, let's keep moving. I don't want to keep you for too much longer, but I do have a few more questions. Uh, what is the project or work that you've done that you're most proud of so far or that you would point people towards if they wanted to know about you? Oh, released or unreleased? Oh, well, I guess let's I guess let's do both. Let's the project you're let's break down the question. The project or work you're most proud of is one question. And then mm-hmm. the second question would be what would be what you would point someone to to really encapsulate you? OK, so. For the first one, the work I'm most proud of. Yeah. I would say um, the compilation that I released called January Joy. Yeah. On uh, yep, soundcloud.com forward slash VI Music 27. You feel mm-hmm. me? It's out, it's <laughs> out there. Um, in terms of like bodies of work, because I've got, I've got, um, let's see, I've got Summer 17. I've got the Journey EP. Right. And I've got Collecting Dust Volume 1. There will be a Volume 2 coming soon. All right. Let's go. Another yeah, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Another exclusive. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, that Collecting Dust is also part of my sort of ways to get rid of my um, intrinsic sort of like being the harshest critic. Right. If once I've got to a point that I know I can't make it any better or I don't think I can make it any better, it goes into the collecting dust vault nice. and it's going to get compiled later and put it out there. And someone will like it maybe. If they don't, they don't. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so those three and then uh, January Joy and February Feels. March 1 is coming soon. Um, what is What is this compilation month project theme and thing that you're doing right now? So... Part of it is to increase my catalog mm-hmm. and sort of just have more stuff that's out there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the second part of that is just creatively expressing myself at a point where I know I'm making music every month and I've set myself a goal um, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I said I'm going to make two beats a week. Nice. Which... If you think about production, it's not that many, mm-hmm. but in terms of that plus uni work plus everything else around, right? I felt okay. Fitting two beats per week would be cool. Yeah, um, I, I could do that. And then obviously now coronavirus has happened, so I've got a lot more time now. <laughs> right? Maybe so it goes up a little more now. <laughs> it goes up a little more now for sure. <laughs> But that's good. You have um, to set attainable goals, right? Like you have to, yeah, yeah. you know, you said maybe it doesn't seem like too much, but you have to work with what you got and you have to set things that you're able to achieve so that you're motivated to come back and keep doing it. 
Right, 100%. like you ever not go to the gym in a while, and then you go too hard, and it's like, geez, I'm taking a week off, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You want to like motivate yourself to keep coming back. So I think that's good. Yeah. That's a good strategy. So yeah, those are the five um, ones I've got out there, and I think in terms of the diversity in vibes, and even just um, the level to which I've actually been able to come to as a producer. Mm-hmm. January Joy is the best expression of that out there for sure. So that's the one you would say, hey, people, if you want to hear something from me, January mm-hmm. Joy is the one. Yeah. All right, y'all heard it. Y'all definitely heard it. Okay, I want to ask like a few more questions. I know I said I already didn't want to keep you a little longer, but we're still going. A few more questions. Hey, man, it's a vibe. <laughs> I'm, I'm still good to go. <laughs> Dang it, that's what I like to hear. I want to talk a little more about, we've talked past, we've talked present, now let's go a little more about future and just aspirations and what kind of a future in music or in production means to you or what it looks like and just what you're gearing mm-hmm. up for. Yeah. So um, that's an interesting question. You know, it's something that I've thought about a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and I think one of the things that I obviously want to um, set as a goal is to work with a an artist that I've not known personally and I think that one is tough because you know like with the whole idea of staying true to myself and sort of finding the artist that I actually vibe with mm-hmm. if you don't know them personally that's kind of tough because right. you don't know do you actually share the same values and stuff right. or are you, are they just like faking it so they can get this beat off you and then bye-bye you know so (laughs) yeah that's that's something that i'm kind of like maybe it's a goal maybe it isn't but it would be sick to like work with an artist that i don't really know personally like that that being said i do want to make another project like as the producer with someone i know yeah um whether it's like an ep an album whatever um because the last one i made i made a project the EP that's no longer available, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously... The real vault her... tape. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real uh, hidden that's, tapes. That's the real... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I I knew her from church, like I said earlier. And it would be nice to also work with an artist that isn't necessarily, like, church-rooted. Right. I don't, I don't believe that just because I'm a Christian and someone else isn't that, you know, I can't work with them. Right. So long as yeah, of course, we're on the yeah. same, you know, like level in terms of like values and stuff, then I don't really mind. Like, you know, just because we don't both believe in a God doesn't mean that we both can't be good people. Right. Know? Or it doesn't mean you don't both believe in music or believe in art. There you like go. that's a whole nother way to connect. Yeah, completely. So that's another vibe. Um, then I guess at some point, you know, because literally these are the dog days of making music yeah you know you ain't got no deals yeah um, <laughs> nobody knows you you just got passion and talent no, that no contracts <laughs> no just a diamond in the rough like just literally, waiting to shine man, yeah you know so it would be one of those so things that. like obviously again that whole idea of like me as a producer wanting to control my catalog and this you know like when people hear like the vi tag right they know like it's 
tied back to me and they know who I am as a person mm-hmm. and they know that the song in and of itself doesn't conflict with what they know of Dash, what they know of VI. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Your tag means something. It means, hey, I'm here ex- and this is me. Exactly. I'm putting my fingers on it. Exactly. And so that's, that's what's kind of kept me from putting my beats on like BeatStars, for instance, where yeah. anyone could just buy it for like $10, $20 and then rap or sing anything on it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's where I guess a lot of my friends have kind of been like, oh, Dash, you know, I know a lot of people who've been making beats shorter than you, but they've seen like checks from it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know? But that's their goals and aspirations with music. And for me, I'm wanting to keep it on like a very like public but personal level, which is right. a very hard line yeah. to walk. It is a very hard line to walk because... Yeah. You know, you tip too far to the left and it's a bit too public. You tip too far to the right and it's a bit too personal so no one's hearing it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess my future goal in that for sure would be to sort of expand the brand in a way that is not just tied to music, but is, it's an art. You know, it's, it's an expression of a lifestyle of staying true to yourself and how you represent that through art. Mm-hmm. That could be... <clears throat> literally i could have like t-shirts caps whatever it is right but it's that personal brand is what i'm starting to grow with from vi and so even if i don't see a single check off music mm-hmm. you know if if i don't know who knows let's say and i'm speaking into existence me and you we did like an ep yeah and it went on soundcloud spotify apple music the whole nine and that's the ep that blows for you yeah you that's you'll, us you'll, that'd be us you'll, then. you'll find me at the back clapping yeah <laughs> and you'll be seeing and like you just said you'll be out there in the front saying that's us yeah you know and that's the kind of vibe i'm talking about mm-hmm. where we're both on like a musical level just vibing and it doesn't even matter what happens out because this is the dog days but we have the passion for music and we're just right. going you know what I mean? So I do, dude. If I make I if I make a check off music, cool. If I don't, cool. But that's cool. Damn, you heard it, people. Music is in the heart with this man. This man does yeah. it for the love. He cannot sell <laughs> his soul. Be on the lookout for that blow up EP. We definitely have to get that going. Hey. All right, last thing, just because you mentioned coronavirus and everything being crazy, and obviously we all have to deal with that right now. So oh. just how has that affected you, what you do, or what are you kind of going to modify in the future? if that affects you at all wow you know what i mean um, i guess kind of also referring to like the live beat making you did your last session the ones that you're starting yeah. out so things along those yeah, lines that, yo those some vibes um i'm gonna get to that in a sec but yeah coronavirus on like a like a personal like on my day-to-day life level right obviously here in the uk we've we're on like a lockdown type thing yeah um it's not as bad as italy where you're not allowed to even leave your house mm. um I can leave the house for a max one exercise a day, which I think is capped to an hour. So really? An hour of maybe walking, running. I, I hate running, bro. Yeah, dude, it I'm sucks. It, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> running sucks. <laughs> Remember I mentioned the going back to the gym thing and working too hard? I tried that yeah. going for a run one day. Tried like too hard. I was too ambitious and haven't done it again since. <laughs> nah, like, Daily walks though. Daily walks are slept on. Those are fantastic yeah. exercise for you. I love I love walking. 
Um, How do they keep track of that? The one exercise, one I, hour thing. That's the thing. It, it's a very arbitrary thing because it's one of those things where we're not in a dictatorship so they can't say stay at home. Right. It's kind of like a, okay, we're locking you down and we really, really encourage you to just stay at home. Right. You're allowed one exercise a day, which is basically them saying, like, don't push the boundaries. Yeah, come on, son. otherwise we will make it a full lockdown. We'll make it like a Italy type five. So that's kind of the thing. So you can go for that. You can go for necessary shopping. But other than that, you're kind of like confined to your home. Yeah. So me personally, I just love being about like, I'll go anywhere. I'll walk, do whatever. Yeah. So obviously now not being able to do that, I'm kind of like, going a little crazy, huh? Uh, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm quite the extrovert as well. So right. not seeing people is kind of like, yo. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's that, that's what inspired the February Feels album. You just, yeah. all the feels for not being able to go see check anybody. That out, go check yeah, that out. Yeah, definitely got to. Definitely got um, to. But then on a musical level, obviously that's given me lots more time. Lots and lots more time. So the amount of beats I'm making, I'm trying to make at least a beat a day, right. sometimes two. Wow. Um, but I'm just, I'm just keeping it sort of like, What's the word I'm looking for? Keeping it loose. Yeah, know, I'm not. I'm not forcing myself to make a beat a day, and I'm not making it like a law in the house. Like, okay, cool, I've got to make a beat a day. Otherwise, this day isn't done. No, I'm uh, just making the yeah. beat. If I'm inspired, I make two. I make three. If I'm not, I make none, and I relax. Right. You know. But it's it's not something that I'm pressuring myself to do. So, so you're then, doing the same thing they're doing with the lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> it's like giving yourself the conditions, uh, yep. strongly encouraging That's, yourself to. But I strongly encourage to. myself to make a beat a day. <laughs> uh, but then, as a result of that, you know, again, this is why I say it's good to have like real friends around you. Yeah. Um, they were like, you know, I've seen a lot of producers, you know, go on Instagram or on Facebook or on YouTube and they just make beats, and I'm like you know what, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. You know, I yeah. don't think I'm I'm on their level of production, but I won't know until I try, will I? I would say you definitely won't be if you don't do it. So so you have to. So I have to. So I went live <laughs> on Wednesday Yeah. for an hour and a half, yeah, and I how- made three beats. Oh, damn. Okay. Damn, three and a half. I was not, okay, I three wasn't and expecting and ha- that. Yeah, like, let's go. Obvious, obviously, I didn't, I haven't like mixed it yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like rearrange it out to a full thing, but in terms of all the individual layers, I'd done three in an hour and a half, and I was like, okay, so Look at maybe that. like this is possible. And all three were completely different vibes as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just as it was going, you know, I had at most I had nine people on my life, and I knew every single one of the nine people personally, right. and we were just we were just talking and just having a laugh and just literally kicking it and they were just like yo this sounds sick and they were asking all sorts of questions and everything and i was just like you know what i don't mind because it got to the end and there was one person on there and i knew who the one person was and i was i just kept talking like there were 500 people in there yeah and for me it's a craft you know if i'm gonna cultivate the craft to be able to broadcast a live version of me making beats for an hour and a half to 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. I need to be ready when I've got one to five people in here. That's right. You know? If you can't handle five, how are you going to handle 500, 5,000? Exactly. So it's like I said, the dog days, you know, you just got to keep working. Yeah. And I think now we're fortunate, I guess, as musicians that one, a lot of everything else to do with life is kind of halted. 
right. and we're allowed to express ourselves creatively. And also number two, people are looking for content now. They are. Everyone's bored. Everyone wants a new video, a new song, a new podcast yeah. to listen to. And we get the opportunity to just creatively express express ourselves and have people enjoy their time in lockdown. So here, that's that's me and coronavirus right now. Taking advantage, it seems. Trying to make yep. the most of it. Well, that's good. That's really pretty much all you can do. Wash your hands and take advantage, right? Amen, <laughs> Those brother. Are the two things. Well, dude. <clears throat> excuse me. Well, dude. Thank you. Like I, I have not really much else to say unless you got something you still want to go on. I really appreciate you joining uh, this episode, dude. Like I said, show still isn't named yet, but by the time this is out, it will be. Uh, what's plug? Where should people find you? Your music? Your updates? Anything? What are the plugs you want to give out before we get out? All right. Well, first of all. I want to thank you, my brother. Of course. You know, from day one, literally, you've been out here supporting me. And I don't think I would still be producing if you hadn't hit me up that time. Damn, because, dude. like, I can't stress enough how that moment there was like a, oh, so I can not only make instrumentals, but I can make songs too. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? So... Thank that, you. That I moment mean, sorry, not thank you. I meant to say I'm happy to hear that I was able to do that for you, dude. And I'm Amen. Like, I'm just glad that we're able to take the journey together, you know, able to help each other out. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. So yeah. I'm I'm about to plug myself, obviously, but I'm plugging <laughs> the guy who's who started this this show, whatever it's named, whatever. Yeah, that's good. That'll be Make our drop. Sure you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow T-O-D on oh, yeah. every single platform you know. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, yeah. the whole nine. Because th- this fire is coming. You uh, better be you ready. You know it is, bro. You know it is. Come this on, get to you, coming. man. Stop it. I'm smiling too much. Get to you. Get to you. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I guess the easiest way to stay updated with all things VI is to just follow my Instagram. That's at VI Music 27 that's my tag for literally everything. Yep. So SoundCloud as well, VI Music 27. Facebook, VI Music 27. Um, hopefully soon, if things project in the way that I'd like them to, I might expand to SoundCloud. But that would be... Sorry, not SoundCloud. Just Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify and all the rest. Um, but that would be more in the song era of VI. Um, mm. But un- until then, while I'm still making beats that are instrumentals you can find them all on soundcloud i'll be making in monthly compilations for the foreseeable future there'll be live wednesdays every single wednesday on my instagram so make sure you follow my instagram we'll be making beats could be one could be five yeah all of them are gonna be heat hey listen more of y'all show up he'll be inspired to make more so you mm-hmm. got to show up. You got to show up. And please, exactly. please support this man. Like I swear by everything he does and all of his work and just the quality that comes with every single VI song that I come across, whether it's an instrumental or a something with an artist. So please, please, I stress, check out everything he just plugged because the man's got some good shit already out and some better shit coming. Hey, appreciate you, man. Again, dude, thank you so much. Can't wait to see everything that comes. And definitely be glad to have you back sometime, dog, for sure. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. You know it. First podcast complete. Yeah, that's Yo. right. That's right. How'd it go? How do you, what do you think? How'd it go? I, I like it. I like it. All right, everybody. That was VI. That was Dash. Check him out and everything that he just plugged for me, for him, for yourself, please. 
And uh, thank you again. We'll see you next time.